The people, the places, the bay. This is the Morecambe Bay podcast. My name's Martin Howe and I'm from just outside the west of London and I'm on a journey to walk around the English Coast Path or as we should say now the King Charles III English Coast Path. And Martin, tell us why did you want to do it? Well, it's just something that really makes me happy. Uh, it's something I really enjoy. I'm very lucky to have the time to be able to do it. And uh, I've walked all the national trails in the UK. There's a 19 of them. And the English Coast Path will soon become a national trail. So I thought I'd make a start. And how are you keeping up? And also, what kind of stage are you at in terms of how many miles have you done? Have you kept a record or do you prefer not to? Well, I left the... My last national trail was the Norfolk Coast Path, which finished at Cromer, and I was really excited about that. But I saw another sign with another acorn that was going further east, and I realised that this was the English Coast Path. And I know it's soon to be completed, so, yeah, it's just me, you could say, tick listing or or making a list of the national trails. But it's also, I'm, I'm very... Uh, I enjoy walking coastal paths. There's something about walking coastal paths which is you're very rewarding. I can see the appeal, especially you've got the sea on one side and the coast. And also, it's always changing, isn't it? Because you must have walked through different seasons and obviously different weather conditions as well. I imagine what kind of weather conditions have you been through? Well, it's quite nice walking in, you know, sort of winter, particularly for the 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 bird life uh, in the estuaries. And I mean, the conditions underfoot might be a bit tough. But it's quite remote areas, makes it uh, very pleasurable walking, you know, sort of on your own. Uh, at times you don't have the usual holiday makers and you can see some of the towns and villages as they are in winter and not as they are, uh, as, let's say, tourist destinations in the summer. And if you come across people on your travels, I imagine the big leveller is always the weather, isn't it? You know, it's a great day or it's a cold day or it's, it might rain later that type of day. Does that start the conversation? And from that, do you learn all kinds of things about all kinds of people? You, you learn to uh, ask opening questions, which are not necessarily about the weather, but <laughs> talking about the environment or a bird you might just have seen or you know, a particular peculiarity of the coastline that you're walking through. And it's, you know, sometimes I walk for half a day maybe two days with somebody and uh, you might meet them three weeks later there's other people who do long distance trails particularly in the popular months which you you get to know so it's a very long path but it's actually quite a small community of people and you get to know these people and you keep in contact with them well, what kind of people have you met what walks of life are they from well there's quite a all walks i would say what what surprises me is that uh, is the percentage of single women that are doing it on their own with a big backpack and tent and quite adventurous I would say maybe another 30% would be couples doing it it's only in my experience about 20-30% single males doing it um, but they've all got their story to tell and it's very you know, reward, you know sort of interesting to talk to them about why they're walking what, what's important for them how they're getting on with the journey uh, and so on. I bet you could write a book, couldn't you, about the people you've met so far? And you're, you're not even, well, how far through the, 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 the journey are you? Well, I started in Cromer and Norfolk, and I think I'm about 1,600 miles 
Um, and I've got, I think, something in the order of 800 miles to go, something oh, like that. You've probably cracked, haven't you? Not too, not too bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd like to think so. Well, what's been the favourite bit so far? I mean, you're walking through Morecambe Bay as we're talking at the moment. Anywhere to compare to this? Or well, it's really nice because I've been walking as an individual uh, on my own, apart from meeting people, but to join the Morecambe Bay uh, project, which I, you know, I timed it so that I would join it at Fleetwood. And... <laughs> It's been nice to walk with other people and to slow down, actually, and to uh, learn more about the landscape and the culture and the heritage of what I'm walking through. I mean, you can observe it as an individual, but when you interact with the community, you learn so much more. And you walk as part of Beach of Dreams, which the whole purpose is to, to do that, to learn about the area and the landscape, the environment, the issues and things. So I suppose you've already inadvertently done that for the past several hundred miles, haven't you? Well, I started in Cromer knowing nothing about the Beach of Dreams and uh, I stopped in a cafe and was paying for my coffee. And the lady said, you know, where are you walking to? And I said, I'm walking the coast, English coast. And so there's a group of people yesterday who came through with... Uh, with flags. I thought that was interesting and you know, a couple of uh, weeks later I took a small break and I came back on the path and the guy was opening his beer in his deck chair and he says, oh, where are you going? And I said I was walking the coast of England. He said, well, there's a group of people who came through here the other day all carrying flags. So I Google it when I got home and I found out about Connecticut and the Beach of Dreams project and they were doing a screening of a film they'd made at Portrait Gallery in London. I went along and they announced that they wanted to do this project for the whole of the UK and Ireland. And I was very inspired by that. And I spoke to the, uh, the people afterwards and made a, a decision to volunteer for them and to support them with my experience of walking the coast. And I've done a lot of cycling of the coast and so on. And I've got a background in technology. And it seemed to be the skills and the knowledge that they might be missing. So I yeah. jumped down the rabbit hole and I've been with them for a year and a half. And it's opened so many doors in terms of connecting me with people and communities around the coast. It's all about the Bay, the Morecambe Bay podcast. And in terms of what you've learned I mean, your former life, I know you worked in, in tech and in IT, is, is this radically different? Is it just what you needed, a bit of a change? Well, of, it's, of uh, it's interesting you say that because working in a corporate world where the you know, pressures of time cost mm. and these sorts of things and the way in which you achieve things is very process orientated. But to work with this artistic community project, they seem to be achieving an awful lot, but it's through engagement with people and community. And that's a different uh, way of uh, working and I was sort of fascinated by that and I thought that would be something I could get out of my volunteering is to learn about that and maybe actually take it into the corporate environment uh, as a means of you know sort of getting people to see a different perspective of how things can be built and made and achieved. I know your other passion is motorbikes and some talk of the TT <laughs> races on. I think yeah, we're both yeah. slightly frustrated. We can virtually see the Isle of Man and we can't get there this year. But uh, Well, maybe there's a correlation between the freedom of the experience that you enjoy as a motorcyclist and the freedom and the experience that you enjoy uh, as walking as well. As similar yeah. Yeah. in some ways. It, it is joy of the landscape, the joy of the freedom and uh, the independence to a certain extent. There's a lot of parallels there, I think. 
And when you come to complete your journey, as I'm sure you will, have you, have you got a target in mind or does, does it matter? Are you, are you on a it deadline? doesn't really matter. I think the more and more that I walk, I'm less concerned about numbers and distances and uh, you know, achievements. And I, I think in terms of time and uh, just try to relax in and try to get into a flow state you know, where you're not overexerting yourself, but you're relaxing, almost meditating as you walk. And uh, I think when you get to that natural rhythm, which is like a synchronization of your heartbeat and your breath and your pace and your mind, then you start to sort of flow it. The walking becomes easy. And then out of that, you find that you're walking much longer distances. It's quite uh, surprising. You know, if you relax into it rather than sort of trying to be too competitive. Does it take a while to get into it? I imagine if I was doing it, I'd be, first of all, I'd be a bit lonely because I like sharing stories. I like kind of, you know, taking pictures, as you've probably discovered this last day or so. We've been work, we're working and walking together. Yeah. Do, do you find that, you know, it takes you a while just to sort of, like you say, get this almost like meditative state to enjoy the walk? Uh, yeah, sometimes you can be very frustrated in a day. It's raining, nothing's going wrong. You've missed a turn, you've gone the wrong way. Okay. Uh, your, your, your tent pole's broken or something like that. But... Uh, there's always the next day and things always have a habit of you know sort of fixing themselves and with that knowledge it makes you a little bit more confident about what you're going to do and again you just relax into it take it take it easy don't get too stressed about it it's inspiring as, as we're just talking now we're just arriving on the beach and the shore at silverdown and walk for the village i mean when you look at views like that across the grange and cumbria yeah it is inspiring to, and this would keep i'm sure most people going for a, a day or two the memory you're doing yeah. this day in day out aren't you? yes and uh the, well they say that uh, after about 10 days of walking the walk becomes your life and you your routine is now about the walking. It's not about getting up and having breakfast, going to work, coming back, having lunch and so on. And you've got a walking routine and a walking life and therefore you've kind of broken away from your uh, you know, your normal existence and that gives you a sense of being able to empty your mind of work and allow allow that, that empty space to fill up with other things. And that generates a lot of creativity and a lot of innovation and a lot of thinking and I keep a diary and I make a note of these things and I reflect on that at the end of the walk. And talking of creativity, will, will there be a book do you think people are going to see? And, and well read I've written a book, uh, it's called Tales from the Big Trails, it's uh, for all the 19 national trails in the UK and I was very lucky, I mean, it's a lot of effort to write the book but it's also a lot of effort to try and find a publisher but Vertebrate Publishing uh, just over two or about 18 months ago uh, accepted it and they, they published it and that's also been a thrill and as an IT guy to be an author of a book about walking is crazy so I'm very proud of that and the coastal walking I've done English coast path and walking the Welsh coast path and maybe some of the aspects of the Connecticut project there's definitely plenty of material there for another book and I may write another book it might be tales of the coastal trails something like that it's something Certainly, I would like to do over a winter and try and put that together. I think it's very timely what you're doing. People are certainly finding walking, certainly after lockdown, the pandemic is a way of kind of, you know, mindfulness, keeping healthy. You know, yeah. So you, I think you're onto something that, and it's, it does seem to be the right time to do this kind of undertaking, doesn't yeah. it? Well, the, 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 the older I get, I seem to be walking further and faster and more comfortable. So it's clearly having an impact on my uh, health and fitness and mental state. And, uh, yeah, that only encourages you to do more.
Can I ask your age? How, how are you doing? I'm 62. Wow. So you, you wouldn't look at it. I, I was about the same age to be fair, but right. right yeah, I started when I was about 52 doing this in, yeah. intensively. I actually started when I was 15. The die was set there, but the intensive walking started 10 years ago, and I'm definite. I've just completed the Southwest Coast Path for the second time, and I counted the days, and it was four days faster than I did it 15 years ago. And yeah, that's wonderful, really. It's. Uh, yeah, a great advert nice. for the for the well, not the spot, the pastime as far as the actual process, and, and yeah. so looking forward to the book as well, and yeah. sort of inspired me to certainly follow your progress, and 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 perhaps come meet you at the end of it. I'd love to do that. You're absolutely welcome to do that. Yeah, I'd love to speak to you again, and uh, I'll be back. Uh, you know, continuing my journey around the English Coast Path in a week, and and very much looking forward to that. And hopefully, I'll complete it this year. But there's no fixed target to do so. I'm relaxed about it. Great stuff. Martin, thanks for joining us. And if you listen to the Morgan Bay podcast, I'll put links on to Martin's work and also we can keep a track, a check of, of how you're doing and keep in touch and maybe Absolutely, have, yes. a, have a, an ice cream or something, perhaps more than an ice cream. I think you deserve <laughs> more. Than, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, good idea. Push right the boat out. But good to talk to you. And thank you for listening to this edition of the Morgan Bay podcast, the podcast that's all about the bay. Thank you very much, Nigel. Follow us and get in touch. Search Morgan Bay podcast on social media.